driving Hope comes and stops us in our tracks Bravely we prove in our striving Trudging together each day Where there's a will, there's a way Hello everybody and welcome to Raw Recovery, a Trudging Together podcast. My name is Dion Miller and I'm going to be your host today. Wow, it's been a minute. It has been a minute since I did a podcast, had to do some moving, but we are back at it here on February 14th to 2023. And it's Valentine's Day and I've got a very special guest. Um, my guest today is Stacy K. And I have known Stacy since I was like 19 years old. I've known her for a long time. Um, we got to know each other in the rooms back when I was younger. And and Stacy was one of the people that was kind of closer to my age. So I followed her around a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'd even show up at her house. Hey, you need anything done? I'm just headed to the club or whatever. And uh, I moved back up north and went to a meeting on Friday at primary. And Stacy was there. We were able to talk. We had a great conversation this weekend. Um, so I want to introduce Stacy. Stacy, welcome to the show. And thank you so much for taking your time today. Yes, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is the weird part that we come to because it's, mm -hmm. it's always fun. It feels weird because it's like, what do you do? What do you do next? Right? <laughs> so everybody knows, anybody that listens to me knows the show's not about me. The show's about Stacy. Right? This is her podcast. So I'm going to relinquish control now. I'm going to hand it over to Stacy. Stacy's going to tell her story and, um, and we're going to have a great time. Thank you again, Stacy, for being willing and for sharing your story. I'm really excited to have you. Thank you. Um, so my name is Stacy, and my sober date is August 3rd, 2016. Um, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. What, love day. Um, yeah. <laughs> love is everything, isn't it? Um, it, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell my story. So I'm thank you for having me on the show. I think it's so very Absolutely. important to uh, get that message out there um, and to hopefully have somebody hear something that they, you know, that'll bring them mm -hmm. into the rooms and, and get them sober. Yep. Because, um, you know, that that alcoholic drug life isn't the easiest life and it's a very lonely life. So, yeah. again, um, I have a little over six years sober, and um, I'm grateful for the people in the in the rooms. Um, I was introduced to Primary Purpose um, and to AA through a family member that had gone into the program um, okay. years before I had, and um, I was in a very um, dark place. Um, okay my my life was chaos um unstable and um i was confused i was confused at why things were so bad um okay. i 
you know, I grew up in a, in a, in a home that had alcoholism in it. I didn't, um, you know, I was, um, I definitely went the wrong way and that wrong way felt very, very normal to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure I was defeated, um, with everything that had happened in my life. Um, I, you know, alcohol wasn't something that when I took my first drink that, um, that I loved actually, um, because my mother was an alcoholic, I despised alcohol. Um, my first drunk was at us on wheels. Um, a friend bring it in, in a hairspray bottle and lo and behold, my mom had just got out of rehab that night. Um, yeah. So, um, she got to uh, come home from rehab to her drunk daughter. Mm. Um, it was it was purple passion or some sort of I don't okay. know what it was, but yeah, I, one of those punches or <laughs> yeah, it was awful. It was mm-hmm. awful. I the weird thing is, is I remember the whole thing, and okay. um, I got home and I had to be thirteen years old, twelve or thirteen years old, yeah. and I got home and I threw up the whole night. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't one of those things where I was like, yes, I want to do this again. I love that feeling. It was, oh my God, like, what is this? You know? And it was a while before I had another drink to be yeah. honest. Um, yeah. But I was humiliated. It was awful. Um, You know, tried drugs, recreationally, recreation. I can't even say the word. Recreationally. I tried everything. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, to be honest, I think drugs was, um, drugging was my choice. It was, it okay. was what I liked. I loved, um, that upper feeling. I loved the, mm. you know, it was the escape of my, yeah. my life, my dysfunctions and everything else. Um, I got pregnant early. I was 16 years old. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, before I got pregnant, I think I was avidly on acid every day in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I met somebody and, um, my first God, that was my first God. And um, yeah, I got pregnant three months later and, um, had my son and, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't do drugs when I was pregnant, so that was good. Um, school wasn't a priority at all. Ditching was, yeah. I mean, I don't know. School was, school was, you know, hard. And so I left. School was a place to meet my friends so we could go party. It was just a meeting place. (laughs) That's exactly what it was. I, you know, um, it was never, I never took it seriously by any means. Um, but anyway, so I had my son at 16 years old and, um, I got kicked out of my house. Okay. So I moved in with him and, um, I love that little boy. Oh my God. He was, Mm -hmm. he was adorable and I was scared, you know, um, um, I didn't do drugs and, and for a long time or okay. drink. Um, I, you know, I raised my kid and, and that was it. Um, yeah. sounded like you were a little scared straight for a little bit. Yeah. I was like very you were, scared. It's like, okay, I'm seeing some responsibilities here. And yeah. even those responsibilities are kind of interrupting that I'm noticing, which I think it's, is, I think, which is why you probably later on knew what to do. So. Yeah. You know, it was life for my son was, um, it was 
looking back, having him as young as I did, and then I had my daughter at 19 years old, um, okay. not too long after. I mean, it was it was great. You know, I mean, we were together. It was, but now I can see why we probably shouldn't have a kid at 16 years old. Um, yeah. You know, there was a lot of dysfunction with it. Um, mm -hmm. And I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, but somewhere during that time in my, in the family, um, my, his, his family member owned a bar. And so mm. that was every Friday night, we would go to that bar for steak dinner. Okay. And we, so it was, um, alcohol was, was just ready and available. Yeah. Um, Cause that was, that was the lifestyle. Yep. So, um, you know, every now and then we would go out and party and, you know, it did, I guess having my kids definitely, um, I didn't like that hungover feeling. I, I, I knew I had to wake up with those babies and, yeah. um, and it was rough. So, um, I didn't, you know, I, I, I managed my drinking back then. Okay. And, um, but anyway, so moving forward, um, we got divorced and, um, I think that that was when, um, the divorce happened. Um, immediately I started going to the bar and okay. that was when, um, I think it was about, that was when my drinking really took off. How old and, were you when you got divorced? Um, how old was I? 23. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you guys were together for six, eight years there. So. Yep. Yep. That's pretty good was, for a 16 year old. <laughs> I have to say it, that is. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, it lasted as long as it did. And, um, you know, it wasn't terrible. Um, I think that it was just, we were young and yeah. it was a lot of responsibility, you know, yep. on both ends. Um, so once that marriage failed and, uh, and the divorce happened, which was actually on my birthday, close to my birthday. The first I got thing divorced I on my birthday too. <laughs> Isn't that weird? My, my ex-wife was all, I'm sorry, it was the only day. I'm like, no, that's a great birthday present. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was It was one of those things where I got flowers, and he asked if that was, you know, something that would, and it was just not, it was done. Yeah. Um, But again, I, we were young. So, yeah. um, but I, I just remember, you know, drinking, we started drinking heavily. Um, okay. It's, friends at that bar, you know, we had family yeah. at that bar. And so mm -hmm. what else could we do? I mean, we, it was, that was it. It was, there was instant, camaraderie. Yeah. Brotherhoods. Yeah. Instant freedom. Right. And then yeah. downtown, I had a friend take me downtown and, and it was, it was on. And I remember it was probably the, the start of, of my alcoholism actively, um, Okay. You know, I was, I realized, I realized that I was a dry drunk, just waiting up, you know, waiting to pick up that drink, but okay. I was definitely in denial. I, you know, but either way I started drinking really heavy. And, um, in that time, um, of the party after the divorce, um, I met my second husband and, mm -hmm. um, that didn't go very well. Um, I'm not going to, um, it didn't, it was a, um, there was molestation involved. Okay. Um, and that was, uh, it didn't, that marriage didn't last very long at all. Okay. Um, and um, there was definitely alcoholism involved in that. Um, okay. And so it was um, something that 
you know, kept me drinking because that guilt of, of that husband and what he did to my family. Yeah. Um, and it also tore me and my first husband apart. Um, yeah. So then we have um, moving on next to my, I think um, I was working. I kept my, my, my jobs. Um, you know, that second husband, I remember I felt like my world turned upside down at that moment. Yeah. And, um, and, and the hell of it all, you know, and, yeah. and what, what my daughter had to go through and what, um, you know, it was, it was just, I think that I felt like I was, somebody punched me and, and, yeah. um, but anyway, so, uh, to deal with that, I started partying again and I met a man, um, and it wasn't too far away from that time that nine months later I had, uh, my son another All son right. and, um, he was a drug addict and went to jail. So, um, out of desperation, uh -huh. um, I went ahead and, um, gave him up for adoption and okay. started the adoption procedures to find a family that could take care of him. Yeah. Um, so that was hard. Yeah. Um, but you know, I involved the kids as much as I could. Um, so anyway, um, I had him and I found a family and he was amazing. The baby was amazing. You know, I, I, I wanted them to have, um, a child and, yeah. um, they did. And I knew that, you know, we, we picked a family that took good care of him and, good. um, yeah. And they, they still keep in touch. I talk to him all the time. Um, awesome. That yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes, yeah. you know, we we go through these things, you know, there's no manual. No. You know? no. And, you know, from what I'm hearing, you did the right thing, even though it hurt. I mean, I, it still hurts. Um, but I'm glad to hear that that relationship is healed. I find that very um, hopeful. Somewhat. I think that, you know, at least I have the communication with the parents. There was a lot of lies that were involved in that as well, um, okay. which I have definitely amended. Um, he's, he's older now. Um, I do talk to him every now and then, but okay. I hope someday that he'll come and ask those questions. Um, okay. That will, that will give him some freedom and maybe um, whatever it is that he needs to be able to move on in life and, and Absolutely. you know they they are amazing amazing people um that's, that's fantastic yep and then i met my third husband um and it was trying to get away from um you know the 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 disgustingness of of the second marriage and um you know immediately that was um I mean, looking back now, I, I had to I had to sit at that bar and have a, quite a few drinks in order to meet this man. And okay. um, he um, he came in and we had our night, and that was the start of a very abusive relationship, physically, okay. um, mentally, emotionally. Okay. Um, wasn't allowed to see my kids um, very often with him. Um, okay. You know, there was, you know. Um, Threw a camera at my head, hospital, you know, beat up my car quite a bit, and multiple phones. Um, 
you know, on the ground, kicked, whatever it is, abuse. Um, I sent my kids to live with their, their grandfather because I couldn't, um, I didn't want them in those rooms and I didn't listening to him verbally abuse me. And that was the, the separation from my, my children. Okay. Um, you know, to get to see them on mother's day, I was, I got to see them in a car once. Um, and he was, um, I couldn't get away. Um, no, it was, I, there was times I, I definitely feared for my life. Um, and it was, um, you know, I, I don't know what it was, but, um, I hate, you know, my friends at work throughout this time, I, throughout the three marriages, I did keep jobs, um, you know, full-time okay. jobs, and, you know, drinking was, um, there was just, I mean, there wasn't a lot of drinking. I can't say, you know, that I was drinking every night. Um, you know, there was Adderall abuse. That was definitely okay. my, my, you know, pill, my meth pill. I like to call it, yeah. like, you know, um, well, that's cause, that's cause you like that upper. I right. like the I like the downers, yeah. but you know sometimes it depends on who you are. But right. I mean, the addiction is still the same. It still ends up, and that doesn't mean you know. It's like saying um, I didn't get in trouble every time I drank, but every time I was in trouble, I had been drinking. Right. So. Yep. Or using. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So Adderall was my best friend. I mean, on a daily basis and during that time, um, since this is about drugs and alcohol, um, you know, my morning routine was to wake up and mm-hmm. um, drink a couple pots of coffee, yeah. um, buy three or four energy drinks, um, go to the gas station and get some spike pills and that Adderall, you know, that yeah. was, that was daily for years. And wow. I know, and I don't even, you know, but I needed it because to yeah. get my kids up to go to school, you know, or yeah. or whatever it was that I was doing, um, I couldn't function without all of that. And, um, you know, so anyway, so there was there was Adderall abuse there uh, as well. Um, okay. And uh, I think it was finally um, I was also to just top off the dysfunction, I was, I found gambling and Uh, in gambling. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't need another reason to be bad with money, you know? (laughs) And I found one and it wasn't like I was making that much anyway. So, um, I don't know. And I was also, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't understand to this day, why I was the way that I was, but yeah. um, it happened and, and that's what it was. So um, yeah. in 2012, um, I finally left. Um, we finally split for good and, okay. and I, I got away from my third husband. Um, and that was the end of the beginning and that or um, of my true alcoholism. Okay. I was free. And what got me away from my, my third husband was my gambling. I think okay. I self-sabotaged, you know, he was upset about spending $200 in central city. And I was like, thank God go. Um, if that's what it took. And, and I was, you know, my gambling was at its highest point at that time. Um, 
but at least it got me away from from this marriage. I and was good. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm almost grateful it happened. Yep. In a, in a sense, because yeah, and I know people may think you know normies may think we're crazy, but they don't understand. You know, if you don't live the life, then you just you, and you can't explain it to them. Oh, I was crazy. I, you know, when I when I when I speak out loud about my life, I don't. You know, I w I wish I could come up with the with the of uh, the why. You know, um, yeah. But I, you know, gratefully, AA <laughs> popped my head out of my tiny along with some other things. But you know, <laughs> I have a lot more clarity than I did. Um, Good. But I, I got away from that marriage in 2013 and um, um, my my daughter instantly moved in with me um, or okay. at least the kids were around. I got to, you know, be a part of my my son's graduation um, okay. and I started hanging out with my ex-husband and my, my kid's dad and they were still yeah. at the bar, that bar. Still sitting there, and I was fortunate that they, you know, I was really happy because I at least had some sort of familiar faces. Yeah. And, yeah. um, but my drinking, um, wow, it was, it didn't take very long before, um, I picked up that drink and I started partying with everybody, and I was hurt, I was devastated, I didn't understand, yeah. you know, the marriages and, and what was wrong with me and my life. And I think I went on a drinking bench for a good yeah. eight months. Okay. And I remember most of it. I mean, I got to go to concerts, you know, I was always looking over sure. my shoulder, wondering, you know, am I, you know, where's that man? Cause we, we definitely weren't divorced. We, we were separated. Okay. Um, and I didn't hear from him. So that was even, I mean, and, and to be able to, to be a part of my kid's life and, and I got to, you know, um, see my kids more cause they were, I think of, well, I don't know if they were of drinking age, but I got to definitely hang out with them and be a part of their life and, and mm -hmm. get to go to the graduation, good or bad, indifferent. Um, but I, you know, my alcohol tolerance, I don't think I've ever drank that much in my life. Yeah. And I remember looking around the bar and I was like, is this it? You know, what is, you know, I had fun. I did have some fun, but sure. um, I ended up losing my job that yeah. I'd had for six years. I was, you know, um, my, my gambling was at its highest drinking kind of subsided my gambling okay. um, and, um, and my shopping problem actually. Okay. So that was good because I couldn't get off the bar stool, but yeah. um, I don't know when that drinking and, and, and that, that time in my life went really bad, but I just remember one day, um, or one night, I don't even know if it was day or night. And I was looking at this refrigerator and I, okay. I wanted that, that whiskey that was in that refrigerator and I was shaking yeah. and, <clears throat> um, I knew that alcohol had finally taken over my life yeah. and lo and behold, I thought that, you know, I was just always around alcoholics, but the truth was, is I was a dry alcoholic and a dry drunk yeah. waiting for that drink. And life gave me a reason, yeah. you know, um, along with gambling, shopping and dysfunctional behavior. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, 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 at that time I didn't actually, let me back up. I didn't lose my job right away, but something okay. had happened. I was, I was at work one day uh -huh. and, 
I had, I was standing up out, I, I got up out of my chair and I got this pain and I've never felt a pain like that in my life. And this was okay. during my eight month drinking bench. Um, and it was, it was close to Thanksgiving and me and my daughter went shopping for Thanksgiving. And, and if you can imagine, all I just wanted to do was be with my kids. Um, yeah. and I couldn't walk. And I'm like, God, this is so weird. I don't understand. Like the pain's not going away. Yeah. So um, the neck, it the pain got worse daily. Mm -hmm. I couldn't work, so that I actually took off work, went on disability. Didn't get disability check because, of course, you didn't. So I was practically starving. But yeah. um, my eyes swelled shut. Um, and I kept going to doctors because okay. it, I'm like, I can't open my eye. Um, if I were to open my eyes, I would see double. Okay. Um, and I had excruciating pain. It, it didn't just stop in my leg or my glutes. It went throughout my whole body. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I went to the top neurologist um, and they couldn't find anything wrong. Yep. So um three months I lost, I lost ability to, I couldn't, I would, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't go to the bathroom. I was crawling on a floor. I couldn't walk. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was frustrated because I needed some answers because I couldn't, I've never felt pain like that before in my life yeah. and I couldn't see. Yeah. Um, and uh, finally I made a phone call to a therapist and I said, I, I don't know what's happening, but you know, this, the medical people don't know what's wrong and I'm still pooping and peeing myself and I'm in excruciating pain and all yeah. they're giving me is medication and it just makes me sleep. Yep. Um, it was, and you know, it, I think it was neuropathy is kind of what they came up with. Okay. Um, but um, the therapist sent me to a doctor um, and now I know she was a holistic doctor and okay. after three months of laying in bed in excruciating pain with my eyes swollen shut, um, I, I was referred to this doctor and okay. she had, I don't know what she did, but, um, she, she brought me in that day and got me in right away. And then she okay. had me come back at night and it was, she is a chiropractor, but, um, it wasn't long before I had the ability to walk again and wow. I had my, and my eye opened. Okay. It wasn't swollen anymore. I went to eye doctors. They still couldn't, my vision came back. Um, and I'm talking within wow. two months. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't, I will never forget that pain as long as I live. Um, yeah. you know, I don't have a lot of the symptoms today from that. Good. Um, was it from drugs and alcohol and, coffee and four energy drinks a day, Adderall, yeah, I don't know, abuse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. Um, whatever it is, I'm grateful for that doctor um, Yeah, and wow, that therapist that, that sent amazing. me to that doctor. And yep. at that time I couldn't work and she didn't, she hardly charged me anything. Yeah. Um, but I ended up going, so I did go back to work after that and I, oh, we're not. I went in and I, not for very long and I put in my, my month notice. Um, okay. That company was amazing. And all the companies that I worked for during the abuse and, and everything else were phenomenal. Um, I, I have a lot of, you know, I still talk to most everybody that worked there and yeah. um, you know, they're great people. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm appreciative of, cause goodness, I shouldn't, I don't even know how I kept my jobs, but yeah. Well, anyway, and a, lot of, and a lot of times when you leave a company, there's this strain and things like 
It just doesn't even need to exist. And that's cool that they, they didn't put that on you. That's, no, that's nice. I gave appropriate notice, you know? Yeah. Um, so after that, um, I did get, uh, you know, I started feeling better and I went back to the bar and I was fortunate to have my family um, and my son and, you know, my daughter and, and my son's best friend and everybody there um, that were helpful and my ex-husband, my kid's dad. Um, and I ended up moving in with my kid's father. Okay. Um, they let me stay there because I couldn't work. Um, and... I also lived with a friend, but, um, I just, there was something that I sat in that room, um, for, for a long time because I knew that I did not want to go into another abusive relationship. I didn't, yeah. you know, um, so my ex-husband sent me to, uh, the family member that had gotten sober through AA and, okay. I got to go up there and I was, you know, I sat there and I chain smoked and cried outside. Um, she had a lot of losses in her life or a loss yeah. in her life that, and, um, you know, but that's what I remember. And on my way, you can't imagine that my health was really great, but on my way driving up to Delta, um, I had a cold and okay. I always had bronchitis cause I smoked so much, but, um, I lost my voice and I mean, complete laryngitis. It wasn't just a little bit, but I, I lost my voice completely up um, driving up there. Cause I was coughing so hard. Okay. And so the whole weekend that I was with this, this woman that, you know, that I had partied with that looked gorgeous, that had quit drinking. Um, um, I couldn't say anything, which was probably the best blessing of my whole life because I always have a lot to say. Yeah. Um, okay. And listening wasn't my best skill. And to be honest, as I was sitting there crying, smoking my cigarettes, I probably heard it sounded like won't, 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 won't. And that's no lie. I, my head was so yeah. far from the Spinner. drinking, the drugs, the, the pain, the, yeah. you know, um, and there was another family member up there at the time. So it was, um, I felt good, but she had handed me the AA book and a Jesus calling okay. and said, you know, and I definitely didn't have any sort of faith. Um, I don't know if you're an alcoholic and, and I tried to listen to her the best I could, yeah. but you know, if anybody, I would at least listen to her. Um, so I, I, I came back um, with this. She didn't mention meeting. I, you know, I think I, I did go to my first AA meeting, but again, I was in a fog. I only heard a little bit. Yeah. I just knew that that I had a little bit of hope. I think yeah. the the bottom line was is that the the message of hope was passed on to me, and not only was it in that book, um, it was um, through her because yeah. I couldn't, you know, to know that how we drink. Um, yeah. it, to see her sober was pretty miraculous and, um, her, you know, and, and for the tragedies that she had been through yeah. for her to stay sober was even more miraculous. Oh yeah. Um, so I went home and, uh, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. I probably put the book away. I I'm sure it was on a shelf. So I know I did. Um, 
and my ex-mother-in-law had, you know, and introduced me to Grace Church. And, you know, when I was hungover, let's go to church. Um, And uh, I just, I, you know, I couldn't, I knew my life was dysfunctional, but I, I I didn't, I couldn't fathom truly being an alcoholic because, you know, I would compare, I would compare everybody else's drinking. Yes. So, um, I went to, you know, I started seeking God. I started learning, um, uh, meditation. Um, Mm -hmm. but some, there wasn't something else that came into my life. There was a, um, there was a guy and he was somebody that I was in love with in junior high. Okay. Um, and he had, in, in, in my world, this man was everything to me. So (laughs) if there's anybody that could have, and, and it was, it was one day I was sitting on the floor Uh and I had discovered Facebook and I don't know that the man, you know, ever came into my mind, um, much at all, but he, um, he did. And I friended him. Wow. Um, and again, he, he, not right away, but he accepted my friend request and, um, you know, I got invited to his, his, some of his events. And, um, I think that deep down in my soul, I knew that, um, that there was going to be a change before he walked, you know, before he came into my life. Sure. But to this day, I honestly believe that, that um god brought him into my life because yeah. um there would have been nobody else in the world that yeah. that i would have ever loved enough yep to to change the things about me because i was ashamed hallelujah while i was at least with him yeah and i have a respect for this man that goes beyond words and he was just like this light in my life um and i'm grateful to him today um uh, we did not carry on a relationship but um he was the at first um I don't think I even felt shame to be honest until I was with him. And I knew that I needed that if I ever got the opportunities to be with him, that I would, I would want to be the best person I could possibly be. Sure. That was it. I wanted to be, I wanted to, I would have taken on the world Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, that was, you know, those were the two people in the start of my spiritual journey. And, um, it was, it's been beautiful. I mean, my journey without him being much of a part of it, or um, once I, once I started seeking a higher power um, before I even went into the rooms completely of AA, I think is when um, my higher power showed me that there could be this happiness that, that was beyond this lifetime. Yep. And fortunately, my ex-mother-in-law, my ex-father-in-law gave me a place to to be able to sit and ponder that where I, I you know, I couldn't pay, but I did, I did what I had to do. I, at least I took walks and I, I got okay. my, a little bit of my health back. And finally, 
I decided to go into the rooms of AA. Okay. Well, when I um I took the the book down from the shelf, um I started reading it. I made a lot of amends on my own before I went into it. You know, I just yeah. did what the book told me to do. I don't think yeah. right or wrong. I'm not sure. But um and some of those amends were really hard because yeah. I actually had a conscience, you know, this conscience that was um overwhelming. And the more that I let my higher power in and I started seeking God, um I wasn't scared anymore, you know? Yeah. Um and during this time, um, I did start going into the room. Um, my mom got ill. Okay. And uh, once I ended up having to move out of my ex-husband's to go take care of my mother. So okay. if you can imagine trying to take care of somebody that I've hated my whole life. Yeah. And starting the program. Yeah. So that's, I didn't stick around. Nut yeah i um so i didn't want to move but i did and i moved into my mom's and she had the start of alzheimer's and copd okay so um i took my book and i went to my mom's and um i couldn't stay sober completely i mean i i okay. I, I just remember I mean, I, I flirted with sobriety. I went in, in and out of the rooms, but I wasn't really that committed. I was more worried about other things. Um, yeah. And she, um, the sicker she got, um, the the harder it was. But I had time. I had enough time to. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't go anywhere. I mean, I I. I tried to do what she needed. I was her primary yeah. caretaker for mm -hmm. quite a few years. Okay. Um, but I, I did finally go into, there was one day that I was trying to clean for her and I realized that I was a very selfish person because I couldn't, I couldn't do it her way. You know, I was uh, going to fight my mom to the bitter end. Um, but I did make an amends to my mom. Okay. And, and I, I sat at the table and I remember making this amends to my mother and I was cringing. I was cringing the whole time because I did never wanted to. Um, but because she was sick, I didn't want her to die knowing that I didn't want to, I didn't want her to die and I didn't want to hate her anymore, you know? Yep. Um, so I finally went into um, a meeting of AA and it was on Kipling. And I had a choice. It was either McDonald's, Starbucks, or this church. And <laughs> I chose the church. Um, and I sat in that room. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was a Sunday night. And um, I remember sitting there. And I was just hurt that my mom was dying. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I listened. And I tried going to... And I started going to... Pri um, the room's uh, primary purpose. Yeah. Uh, and um, at that time, it was on 44th. And, I, okay. you know, there were women that um, bought me books to different programs. Al-Anon um, introduced me to um, adult children of alcoholics. Yep. And 
wow, I resonated with adult children of alcoholics. It kind of deterred me away from out my alcoholism um, because it um, was gambling and, yeah. you know, family dysfunction. And so I, I latched onto that program quickly while I was taking care of my mom. And I put a good year in to that program yeah. um, because I knew that I had a gambling problem and I knew that I probably had no boundaries. The boundaries weren't even a thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, boundaries, yeah, they weren't. It wasn't, I didn't even know what that was. Yeah, um, I didn't, I wasn't very good at them. Yeah, I was pretty convenient to the to the average male yeah. if I needed to be. Um, But something happened and I ended up going, you know, I couldn't fully, I, 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 I stayed at my mom's and I just, I was heartbroken because the man I loved didn't love me back. And, you know, I did this whole thing for him. My mom's dying. Um, I don't have money smarts, you know, and, and my mom was definitely an alcoholic yeah. um, and a very angry, miserable person. And I had to take care of the, the, the mom that I hated, even after I made amends. Um, but she wanted me to do like some responsible things. You know, I could pretty much be responsible in the work area, but yeah, I didn't know how to do finances. Okay. My credit score was two something. I filed oh. bankruptcy four times. Yeah. That's not normal. No, it's At the not. time, I didn't know it wasn't normal, but I, I guess to the normal average person, it's not a normal thing. That's right. So, um, <laughs> I go, you know, I've I met a lot of powerful women at Primary Purpose, and yeah. I was very obsessed with quitting smoking because I had gotten an opportunity to get um, when I was good in my in my spirituality or my my journey with God to get to experience what it was like to be smoke free. And I started smoking at us on wheels when I was 12 years old. Yeah. And, um, it was a birthday present. I got a, a birthday present. It was Virginia slims. And I was 12 oh. years at that. I got mine, to take my first drink. Red, so. Yeah. <laughs> first drink at us on wheels and, and <laughs> my, my smoking addiction. Yep. And it was a Friday night thing. And, uh, um, anyway, so I got, I got a little, taste of what it would be like to have, um, to smell good. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and to have to, you know, you grow up in it, your mom does it, you know, that's what I knew. Everybody yeah. did it back then. Um, but what I was, my eyes, I had gotten some relief and some, you know, relief from some of the fog of, um, um, that I knew that cigarettes were killing my mom yeah. and um, you know, I could put poison in my body for a very, very long time, alcohol, drugs, pills, whatever it is. And um, it didn't bother me. Yeah. It didn't bother me. And when I started going into adult children of alcoholics, they started talking about self care. Yeah. And um I think between the time that I got that uh, relief from that addiction to, um, to the self care and then started learning boundaries. Um, I was very aware of what was, what wasn't good or bad for me anymore, or, you know, what was bad. And, um, but I, I, there was no giving cigarettes up at that time. I mean, I still wasn't completely sober and um, I was devastated by the fact that my mom was dying. Yeah. Um, and I had to be her memory and her, 
her everything for those four years, along with yeah. my daughter. She was very helpful. Um, so anyway, so adult children of alcoholics started teaching me boundaries. Well, um, yeah. and then Alcoholics Anonymous was trying to get me sober. And I kept going into those rooms, apparently saying I wasn't an alcoholic because I couldn't relate, you know, yeah. and I wasn't going to get a sponsor. Um, uh, but eventually um, I did get a sponsor and oh, I went God. through my steps pretty quickly, which was good. Um, three times. Ah. Um, I still relapsed. Okay. Um, but I, I, I remember all of it and I remember, you know, working my steps um, and getting some relief from the three husbands at least, um, yeah. you know, and she was teaching me, you know, during my, my, my fourth step on, you know, how, how, how convenient I was to a man, you know, what my, my sex life was like and, yeah. and why I was in the situations that I was for the, you know, for the husbands that I had. Um, and so there was some relief, but there was, um, I, I'm, I went up to central city one day when I was I, the whole, you know, in that, in those years that I was, I was sitting there wondering why I didn't get the man that I loved. And, you know, um, I got enough relief from AA and primary purpose that wow. um, I went up to Central City and I, I took my mom's card and I, I had stolen money so I could gamble. And okay. I'm like, well, this has to be the end because I'm not going to steal from a sick woman. Um, yeah. And um, I picked up the phone and I called a, a, a friend from primary purpose and yeah. He said, you need to get off the phone with me and you need to call this woman. And uh, I was terrified because this woman had some stand up sobriety. Oh, and he's oh. like, and you need to tell her that you lied. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. Okay. And I was shaking in my pants. Yeah. I was dying. And I'm like, this woman is gorgeous. She's beautiful. She And I have to call her and she's going to yell at me and. <laughs> But I had this urge and I yeah. didn't. Uh, so I did. I picked up the phone and wow. I called her. And that was the start of my true sobriety. Yeah. Um, wow. So, yep. I told her the truth and I started going to meetings regularly. Um, you know, I guess it takes what it takes to start, you know, removing that brain fog. Um, yeah. To a normal person, they're probably like, "You're insane." I know I am, uh, you know, yeah. and I know I was it. And um, it took God, and it took a sponsor, and it took yep. people of AA yeah. and people in, uh, you know, adult children of alcoholics to, you know, women that had some stability to just get my mind to get a little bit of sanity. Yeah. Um, I think it takes a tribe to get sober. <laughs> it took it an, does. It yeah. Does. I mean, we need to have some humility and for humility for me humility is just asking for help asking god for help asking my fellows for help saying i need help yeah yeah um what i what i was lacking and it took me 2 years to get um it took me 2 years to get 6 years of sobriety i'd say um going in other rooms. I didn't want to give up the lifestyle, the party, the, you know, I mean, who does, who, um, yeah. I didn't want to give up some dysfunctions and nobody ever really told me I had to. They said, if you're not done, go, you know? And yeah. I was like, Ooh, 
really. But another turn of events was I was standing outside and if you had my problems, you would drink too, you know? Um, As I was relapsing, even after I picked up that phone, I had a, you know, a, a woman that had, had been in sobriety for quite a while. And I said, my mom is dying and blah, blah, blah. And I was standing outside and she looked at me and she goes, I don't care. She goes, I do not care what is happening in your life. She goes, you need to get in there. And she was very firm, stern, and not very nice about it. Um, And she put me in my place and she said, you need to get in there and get sober. And I was absolutely like, how dare you? Do yeah. you know? And lo and behold, now I know I was just a victim to my life. Yep. And um, she saved my life that day. Um, she didn't. She didn't care about my feelings. She cared about my life. Yeah. Um, she cared and, about you more than you did. Yeah, and she knew a lot more than I did, and yeah. I appreciate that um, now. Love, gotta respect those old timers. Oh you my do. God! They deserve all the respect Don't even they? if sometimes they seem grumpy or they're mean yeah you know what every single person in that room wants me to be better yes and That's all they want. you know i you know <laughs> i wanted my family to make me better and yeah. <laughs> instead it was you know the the tough love woman that did care more about my life um, yeah because she knew I was either going to go out there and, and live a life and die. But it was really um, hard for me to hear that all of those big problems and all of the abuse and everything else, what I couldn't, you know, was I couldn't use that anymore. Yeah. So I went in and I got sober. Um, and and there were many, you know, spiritual awakenings and and beautiful things that has that had happened. Um and um yeah once i got it i got it um and i was what got me up and working again was uh you know i kept asking some of the women in the program like hey guys i have this debt you know and i don't know what to do with it and yeah some deep down inside i knew that if i got the answer that i get to go file bankruptcy that i would definitely take a you know run with that i mean why not my credit score was to something, you know, three marriages, four bankruptcies. Um, and, and, you know, just yuck. And, and that, that I at least had enough good sense to, um, I went to the bank and, and they did tell me to file bankruptcy. Some of them did, but I went to the bank and I, I pulled my credit report and I was at Wells Fargo and, um, they said, you need to start paying off your banks. And yeah. I knew that in the book, it said, we do not balk, you know? So I, yeah, there was not one financial amend that I wasn't going to make. Yeah. So I paid off and I'm still paying off. Um, um, yeah. I paid off my banks and yeah. I went, you know, I started working in a restaurant to pay those off and, okay. Um, I relapsed in the restaurant because somebody offered me some alcohol and drugs. How dare they? But, you know, I guess whatever it takes (laughs) to um, whatever relapse I needed to get me to realize how powerless I was over alcohol, drugs and 
and money management. And yep. I just wanted to be a teenager that floated around the world, you know? Yeah, I still do. I want to be a Toys R Us kid, but yeah, it's not plausible anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, um, you know, not much. I, I've, I've enjoyed my sobriety. Um, you know, I, I've, you learn, you know, you got to stay teachable. Yeah. Um, I, one day at a time, I've definitely made some mistakes along the way. Um, yeah. I had a great, you know, I had, I've, I've gotten to experience a relationship in sobriety. Um, and sure. it hurts to, uh, first of all, be very honest. Um, oh. and it also hurts to, to do the next right thing sometimes. Um, it does. I've learned that I don't always get what I want and that's, sometimes that makes me really mad. Yeah. Um, I'm on a, you know, I'm on a journey that, you know, I hope will last for the rest of my life. Um, you know, um, I'm grateful to everybody, you know, I sponsor, mm -hmm. I do what I can, um, to get out of myself as much as possible. Um, yeah. you know, life is completely different. I, I am smiling from the inside out. And it doesn't matter if I have that guy <laughs> anymore. Um, you know, it's, I've learned that I'm thankful yeah. that God showed up in my life because yeah. God took away, God got, I gave, I, you know, everybody, God gave, taking the people away that I needed. He gave me room to learn how to be honest. And then he also showed me that I got to build a relationship with my higher power and and that filled that hole yeah and that you know i don't have the desire to drink or drug today um yeah. so now i don't have to look to a man or another person for that anymore what, yeah and that relationship was really the best relationship i've ever built in my life because yeah. i got to learn to surrender yeah. um I'll yeah and i that. and i hope that there's great things um to come right. um so yeah, that's um, that's my sobriety in a nutshell, and it, it's worth everything. But you know, I, I what I learned was is the easy way out, and what I want to do, and and the the decisions that I make are not the definite path to put me in sobriety. So um, yeah, yeah, and I hope that that you know for people struggling out there with abuse and everything else that that you know there is an answer there's, you know, yeah. there's a place to go and, and, um, life can be beautiful today. Oh my yeah. gosh. I, I, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. I wake up happy yeah. and yeah. in the hard times and the family, you know, um, I think the best, one of the best things about my sobriety was, is I was very estranged from my maiden or my, my immediate family, not my okay. children, but my, my mom's family. And we've had a lot of family members that have died and I get to sit around a table I get to show up and I get to go to those funerals. Um, yeah. And, and it means maybe to the average person, you know, crying with your family is just another funeral. But to me, it means everything that I get to be yeah. there. Yep. So, um, yeah. So I am grateful to be clean and sober today. And uh, yeah, that's all I have. Yeah. Thank and you. thank you thank for you. letting me be on your show. Absolutely. And happy thank Valentine's you. day again. Happy Valentine's here. day. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you. you know, I I even go as far to tell people that I am grateful that I'm an alcoholic. 
and I'm grateful that I'm an alcoholic because I can't think of any other reason in my life why I would have sought for God. Because God is my number one relationship. It's my most successful relationship. And I get to base my other relationships off of it. And what's neat is then I get to love people the way they want to be loved. Yeah. Instead of the way I decide how they're loved. And I can I can see them and, and see what they're doing and be like, they would appreciate this if something was done. You know, or if I hear somebody talking and they and I I hear progress. I'm going to say something because we're usually the last people to notice progress in ourselves. So I like letting people know and say, I'm and encouraging you. I'm proud of you. Good job, man. I don't care how much time they have. I, I, you know, and that's, that's what I love about AA. Um, I need the brotherhood. I need the sisterhood. I need it. I need my tribe or, you know, like the, like the first tradition says, Without our unity, we got nothing. So, but thank you again for being on. I, I do my little Jerry Springer thing here at the end where I do a little bit of wrapping up about what we've learned today. And, um, you know, I think it's really neat. There are a lot of things in your story that, um, that uh, I felt a part of. And... Um, your story is kind of like mine, you know. I mean, it's it's different, but I can still see those similarities of doing this and doing that and trying to get in. You know, I I had a slip during my four step. You know, I had, I relapsed I relapsed twenty two times in two years. So, but it took what it took. So when people tell me that relapse and slips aren't a part of recovery, not in my experience. My experience says something different. Maybe not in their experience, but that's okay. So let's end it with this. There is one that has all power. That one is God. May you find him, him now. Thank you, everybody, for being here. You know I love all of you. Peace out and have a day.